We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. I really get into the backstory of whatever I'm pouring. Out of respect, there are literally years of experience behind these bottles. Wild Turkey, same recipe since 1942. If you want a true classic, this is what you want to order. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, American, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. You could have him or you could have Ricky Van Wolfswinkel. I don't know how I would take Griffiths over him, but... Um. <laughs> <laughs> just, you just click on his name. Just click on his name, is that it? This is the Fantasy Soccer Podcast from rotowire.com, your premier source for fantasy sports. For player news, rankings, projections, and the best fantasy soccer stats around, please visit rotowire.com slash soccer. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. My name is Andrew Laird, Senior Soccer Editor of Rotowire.com. Joined by Tom Devine, who you may know on DraftKings as Devo1099. Tom, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Andrew. How's it going over there? How'd you do today? Um, You know, looking forward to Wednesday. That's how that's how Tuesday went. All right, let's let's move let's move to Wednesday. <laughs> um, we can do that. So we usually or we have been doing a Monday Champions League podcast for the Tuesday slate. We are now introducing this new one. It'll be, we're recording a Tuesday night for the Wednesday slate, and uh, there was nobody else that I wanted to bring on the podcast next than you. So uh, you had your own as well for a while with uh, fantasy football backers. If anybody was familiar with that site tom was literally the face of it um and so 
thankfully we uh, can pick his brain a little bit on a continuous basis. Uh, we're going to skip this Roma match, which is kind of a bummer because I kind of like some of the guys on Roma. but Yeah, that would have spread things out a little bit, I think. For sure. Um, but uh, we're moving on. Right. Azerbaijan's too far, so they play at noon for anybody who's interested of why we're skipping that. Uh, but the 245 Eastern slate, the first game I'm looking at is Siska Moscow and Manchester United. Uh, United will be without Pogba, obviously. Uh, Fellaini is out. Phil Jones is out. Uh, Antonio Valencia is out. Um, we were talking a little bit before the podcast. You think that Daly Blind is going to come back in at left back. Um, do you still believe that? Uh, I mean, I'm not really willing to predict what Mourinho does, but that's <laughs> uh, that's kind of what I'm hearing. I think it makes more sense to have um, Darmian or Ashley Young on the on the right and and Blind on the left. But you know, who knows? Yeah, I read some article today. I think it maybe was an interview with Ashley Young, basically about how he's old and how he works through matches and how he, now he has to, is basically playing as a fullback. There's a little more, a um, little different work, I guess. And all, all I got out of it was this guy is old and has to like manage his body more, which didn't make me that <laughs> excited about him playing tomorrow. But, yeah, but he's um, eligible defender now. Exactly, so. exactly. That, see, that was a bit of a, I don't want to call it a total game changer, but it certainly makes the defender pool a little more attractive overall. I mean, we we saw on Tuesday's slate, we had all basically all the big um, fullbacks that you ever want to play. Uh, the The volume of those guys is certainly lower on this Tuesday slate, although, like we said, Daly Blind is there. We have a few other guys, Joshua Kimmich, uh, Danny Alves, if he's the kind of guy that floats your boat, and then Felipe Luiz, Alexandra. Like, we have those guys, but I don't feel like anybody was getting – is going to get as excited with those guys as we saw with people at least before uh, Goulam had his horrible game today or Alex Telles or even Ben Davis. But anyway, uh, so if what are your thought, your early thoughts on Henrik Mkhitaryan? Uh, I mean, if he's playing through the middle um, and Blind is not playing, I'm open to it. I, I, I don't really see a scenario personally where I end up playing him at his price, but um, I mean, he's been probably the best creator in Premier League, even aside from, uh, you know, his gaudy assist totals. He's actually, you know, he's putting people in good positions. That's going to, you know, regress a bit, but um, I think overall though, I'm, I'm actually not that excited about United going to Russia. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that there's other guys eligible in midfield in his range that I think I would prefer. Um, I don't know. Is that, is he, is he a guy you're targeting? Uh, not really. The, the Russia thing always worries me. Um, just because it's such a long distance for the guys that tend not to travel that far for matches. I mean, I kind of, I made the point, I think in the let the original, the first game week that, we make this huge deal of like, oh, these guys are traveling so far. And it's basically the distance from like New York to Las Vegas, which is like not a short trip, but like we probably don't consider that as outrageous as when we hear like, oh my gosh, they're going from Manchester all the way to Moscow. And it's like, well, I guess, but. Sure. But, but at the same time, if you look at, at 
MLS, they have probably one of the highest home field advantages in all of soccer. That's fair. Um, and part of that is is they're more broke than most of these leagues. <laughs> I was going to say, they, a lot of guys are playing coach. Yeah, they may not have the, the best travel conditions, but I think it's relevant, you know, when, especially, you know, obviously there's older European guys that like Pirlo and, and uh, Schweinsteiger that can't handle the travel, but, um, you know, it does affect your body to, to move that many time zones. Um, you know, I don't think Cheska is necessarily going to win this game, but uh, I think they might want to slow it down and, and, uh, and Mourinho's probably perfectly content with a one nil win or, or even moving along with the draw, considering how, uh, how easy that group is for him. He just kind of doesn't want to take any losses, I think, in, in a situation like this. That makes sense. Um, we saw a little fantasy value out of Fellaini and Matic. Uh, was, I don't know if it was last weekend or the weekend before in Premier League play. Do you have any thought on playing Matic or I assume Ander Herrera comes in for Fellaini, who is in for Pogba? Like they're, they're getting a little thin in the midfield. I think Michael Carrick didn't travel either, so it seems like Herrera... There's nobody else to play other than Herrera, unless I can't imagine Jesse Lingard goes next to Matic. Yeah, I think uh, I think there are better options. I, Andrew Herrera is interesting because he he tends to contribute um, defensively, uh, and on occasion when he's asked to you know be more of an attacker, he he actually you know he's he's a pretty good distributor and, and he can take some shots, but with Mkhitaryan there and Mata likely starting and maybe blend, like I just don't think they're going to count on him for, for a lot of uh, creativity. Okay. Uh, anybody on the Cisco side you like? Um, I think Vitinho potentially. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if there's a, a scenario where we end up, um, needing a forward eligible player as much as we might otherwise. Um, and, uh, yeah, 5,200. Yeah. It's a tough, I mean, it's a tough matchup, whatever you want to say about, about, uh, English teams in champions League this year, they've been very good. And, uh, you know, United conceded what two domestically, I think something like that. I believe that's right. Yeah. Um, so, you know, is Vitinho the guy that, that's going <laughs> to break him down? I don't know. I mean, we we were introduced to him against Benfica, and he, and he scored. Um, you know, he had one pretty bad game in the uh, – I don't know if you played the, the uh, Champions League qualifiers, but the first one when I was very excited to play him uh, in Switzerland against Young Boys, he just completely flatlined yeah. um, and then came back with a much better start the next time. But um, – I think he he could be fine for the price. I think you know. I think at home, Cheska's probably going to be trying to attack. I don't know how successful they'll be, but uh, if you're going to play anybody, you know, he seems like a decent target. Right, makes sense. Um, maybe Shenikov, if he's uh, you know at wing back, he does enough defensively. I think to to contribute some tackles. He'd be an occasional cross. Yeah, yeah, occasional. <laughs> Right. Well, he, had, he was credited with 11 tackles uh, in the two games with uh, Young Boys. He didn't mm-hmm. do much against Benfica, but, uh, you know, 3,700. I think we we're probably going to be scraping the bottom of the barrel yeah. in a lot of spots based yep. on uh, where we're headed. So, I don't know. 
I, mean, I wouldn't be excited about it, but I'm <laughs> not going to be excited about a lot of these guys. So. Right, right. Well, let's talk about one guy we will be excited about. The next game is Olympiacos at Juventus. Well, hang on. What, what about Lukaku? Oh, you're right. I guess we should talk about Lukaku. Because Lukaku, I can tell you right now, Lukaku will either make me money or lose me money, and it will be all contingent on whether or not he scores, because I will not play him here. Um, and I think in, in GPP, he definitely will be played. I, I guess I'd be more open to it there. I just, I, I'm, I'm kind of leaning towards fading this uh, whole United team. Um, but Martial and, and Rashford, I think Martial probably starts. He's way more interesting to me uh, than Lukaku, but I don't know. Would you play Lukaku? Uh, knowing the other guys around, like, theoretically if manchester united scores like it's going to be through you you would think it's through him yeah uh, and a lot of the other guys in like around him don't necessarily have that same i don't even want to call that safety but like if you go down you know you have cavani who's 700 dollars cheaper but we'll get to that game but obviously there are plenty of guys on that team that can score suarez has the messy issue Iguain, i guess I would probably look at Iguain more than than Lukaku, uh, and maybe even Lewandowski, but I kind of have a soft spot for him anyway. But um, I don't know. Like Lukaku is almost in this tier by himself. Like if you look at, I would probably tier them as like Messi, DiBala, Neymar price wise, and then Lukaku by himself, and then the rest of the guys that I just mentioned. But I don't know. That's uh, it's a lot of money, a long trip and other guys that I like that I probably wouldn't get too excited about Lukaku. Yeah, I, I, I will be I will be very scared of him, I'll tell you that much. Um, but I, I don't see a, a situation where I'll, I'll probably really invest much in him. So, right. But I figured he was worth talking about. Right. I mean, he, he, did, he, did, he burned everyone the one, that one week against Leicester when uh, the you know, brace he, he kind of was... The yeah, he was kind of like the only guy that was worth paying for, and and then, uh, yeah, what he had, he had four points or something. It was something like that, yeah. Um, anyhow, it's a lot easier in Premier League play with him because you're not looking at him next to Neymar or DiBala. Like when you're looking at him next to Jamie Vardy, you're like, okay, I'll pay up for Lukaku. Yeah, right, right. Um, All right. So yeah, uh, thank you for that. Next up. Juventus home against Olympiacos. I think Dybala could be the highest owned in cash. If he's not first, he's second behind Messi. And if you combine the two of them, you're left really looking for help everywhere else. Um, how excited do you get about playing Gonzalo Higuain? Um... Like most often, you're specifically choosing him over DiBala. Like you're rarely playing both of them together, particularly on an, a slate like this. And so, like, do you do you play him think thinking like the upside is there? But I mean, DiBala has the same goal scoring odds, which I feel like wasn't the case last year. And I don't know. Yeah, I. I well, who do you think? I think DiBala is probably on penalties, right? I would think so, which is you know a slight benefit for him. Mm -hmm. um, probably will split corners with Pjanic. Right. Um, I mean, Iguain's not been very good this year. 
No. Uh, it's it's a small sample size. I mean, but they're they've been playing, you know, kind of the the dregs of Serie A, and he's still not scoring much. Um, he was a non-factor against Barcelona. Um, so I think in, in that sense, I think his popularity may dip a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, especially like what you said, when, you know, the, the first instinct is going to be to plug in Messi and Dybala and go from there. If you do that, fitting in Higuain is very difficult. So I think that will, uh, help lower his ownership a little bit more. I mean, the fact that they're going to be the, the heaviest favorite will probably cancel that out somewhat. But, um, I, you know, I think Olympiacos is, is, the type of team they, they continually qualify for Champions League, but they're just not really competitive, particularly away. Like yeah. they're, they can, you know, they've had some surprises over the years at home, but I don't know. I mean, if Arsenal can beat them, come on. <laughs> uh, there's a good. I mean, there's not a, or there's a chance that Iguain doesn't start. Maxi Allegri kind of um, laid the foundation for that. He didn't start this past weekend. Yeah, and if that's the case. Does that make you like Dybala more or less? Or wait, let me rephrase the question: Does it make you start considering guys like Juan Cuadrado and Douglas Costa because they're theoretically cheaper but potentially playing in an attacking spot with on the heaviest favorite? Uh, well, Cuadrado is interesting to me, anyways, just because he's the type of player that uh, you know he, especially in a, in a game where they're going to have most of the ball, he can actually get you know, fouls drawn and, and open play crosses and he loves to shoot and um, he's a little pricier than you'd like. Yeah. Um, Alexandro kind of fits that same mold. He's defender eligible. He hasn't been crossing quite as pro- prolifically yet this year. Mm-hmm. Um, also very expensive. Uh, and then Manzuka is just kind of the guy, you know, in the air that you'll see, uh, you'll see some of the sharper guys on and wonder why, and then I'll score. And then you're like, ah, right. <laughs> maybe I should have looked at him. Um, Costa's too expensive for me. If, okay. if he's, if we have no idea if he's going to take set pieces, right? Right. No, we have no idea. It's light or he's likely not to. He's like, right. Pjanic and Dabala. Exactly. And so you're paying for his, uh, you know, his 20 cross games for Bayern and right. Um, don't have much interest in that <laughs> um yeah i mean they do a good job of i thought they did a pretty good job here pricing pianic and Mandzukic 100 bucks away from each other uh obviously one i don't know that man you're right about Mandzukic though but like you you look at people and you're like man how could you take him and then there's the goal there's the assist it's always such some random play that he jumps in front of Iguain when you have Iguain stuff like that. Yeah. Obviously, obviously I've been burned by Manzuk not having Manzukic and yet it's not enough to get me to play him. But uh, you mentioned Alexandro. Do you like either like I'm trying to think of who else would start? I guess Licksteiner could start, or meaning on the other side. Um, I guess yeah. I mean Storaro, I guess there's talk of him starting. Well, I'm, I've I've seen a couple different formations, um, so I guess it kind of depends on on who they go with. I've seen a three four three. Obviously, they could play, um, you know, four two three one like they do. I mean, if Dabala's up on the right, like he's already kind of a no brainer. But um, you know, if he's going to be uh, if he's going to be wide, then then that will be nice rather than playing behind Iguain. Um Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I I've toggled around a little bit with lineups and and alexandro is certainly attractive as a defender but 
it's kind of tough to to find the money. Um, but he he can do he could do very well. I don't. I mean, Gulam is is fresh in everybody's memory. <laughs> yeah. Now, but uh, but I you know I kind of I kind of think that he he's probably fairly safe. But mm-hmm. I would have said the same about Gulam. So right. Yeah. For what it's worth. Um, what do you think about Matuidi? Is he he hasn't really settled in yet? But I mean he's he's dirt cheap. He's dirt They're gonna cheap, have yeah. a lot of the ball. Um, um, that's as far as I go with it. Yeah. Like they. Uh, I, I I'm just not sure he's gonna do enough. How cheap is he? What is it? Forty two. Forty two hundred. Uh, yeah, that's. I mean, it, it, if they weren't the biggest favorite, I probably wouldn't consider it at all. Um, but that obviously, I think, it, yeah, I think it definitely puts him in play um, because I don't think Kadera's back enough to to start or enough to even really worry about him taking any minutes. Um, yeah. Hmm. Hmm. That's how I feel about that. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I've, I've definitely been in that range looking for somebody, um, or, or kind of right around there. Um, you know, he wouldn't elicit a lot of confidence in me, but, uh, you know, he's been decent before. If he gets, you know, 90 minutes, like he's been playing, you, you have to think that he'll try to get a couple shots off. He, you know, he's yep. been, he's been quiet for, for events so far. So, um, it would be a bit of a leap of faith, but I think in, in GPP, when you, you want all of your guys to be capable of scoring or, or getting an assist, he certainly would qualify as that. I mean, he could, he could like lay one off for the ball outside the box and, and he could score from there and get a cheap assist. Like, yeah. you know, he's, he's not a terrible option, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think that's a good description of it. He's not a terrible option. <laughs> um, uh, 4,200, you know, right, right. Uh, there are some decent names further down that I guess we'll get to in a little bit, but um, I think 42 is almost going to be like, I think people are going to look even lower. Yeah. Um, which gets, it starts to get ugly. Um, is there anybody to even think about with Olympiacos after Fortunus and you're probably not really thinking about him that much? Yeah, I don't see. I mean, Fortunus is it kind of needs to have the ball right. to to be particularly productive, and and they they kind of jerk around his minutes anyways. So paying for him fifty five hundred away in this spot seems rough. Um, Seba kind of keeps popping up, and I mean it, it would it would be a, a large punt, and I don't think. I mean, I don't even think that you really have the upside of him scoring necessarily. Right. Um, but uh, but he's one of those guys who who will mindlessly cross it, which and can draw some fouls and you know a few tackles here and there. So he's at 3,800. You know, he probably won't kill you. He probably won't really help you a whole lot. But right. if if that's what you're staring at, um, there's probably other guys you should play instead. But <laughs> All right. uh, you know. That's fine. Um, next, Barcelona at Sporting. Uh, this should be a good one. Messi obviously is going to get everyone's attention, which 
every time Messi gets all the attention, I feel like it's just setting up for Suarez brace. But Suarez really hasn't been that great either um, this year. And so do you start – I mean, if you, if for some reason you decide to fade Messi, which um, we were talking a little bit before, you were saying is at least a worthwhile GPP strategy to consider, do you do that to then play Suarez or do you do it to just fade Barcelona? I mean, I think – I think it would have to be the latter um you know you're you're kind of i think you're betting at that point if you don't take Messi, you're betting that sporting um plays tough at home and you know last year so last year i was looking through their uh, their game log from champions league and they were in a very tough group last year they had real and dortmund um and then they had legia they beat legia 2-0 they lost the other five matches by one goal each. Oh, literally one goal each. So they they played they played, you know they played uh, Real and Dortmund tough at home. Um, I think they allowed you know maybe two goals max anywhere. So and they're good this year too. Like yep. this is a team that that is always well managed and has talented players that are either on their way somewhere else or uh, or you know, back from, from kind of fading out of uh, a decent opportunity. But, um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I don't anticipate fading Messi. I think I would rather fade Dybala and hope goals come from other spots there since they don't need Dybala as much as, as Barcelona needs Messi and plays through Messi. Yep. Um, but if, if Messi's not involved, I mean, he takes, he takes, all the free kicks he takes penalties um you know suarez i mean what he's basically got to score off a rebound and not that he can't do that but um uh, could be a goal from a messy assist <laughs> sure yeah yeah i mean look you could you could do it but it, i feel like if you you play suarez without messi the chances of messi also busting and you beating teams that had messi and suarez together which there will be uh is kind of unlikely um, could happen. I mean, Suarez could certainly score two, and Messi could have you know maybe one assist and and you know seventeen points or something, and that's not enough because because Juventus goes off or right. or Neymar goes off or or whatever. And this is all like you know pretend scenarios that that we can come up with in our head. But um, I don't know. Nobody's gonna fade Messi. I think it's kind of crazy to do it. That's kind of how I feel, which is weird because the conversation in the first round of matches was, "Why would you play him?" Rio, why would you play him? And then he jokes on us, right? I mean, it was only two same joke with Ronaldo today, unfortunately. Um, I feel like you could have made up Ronaldo, like Mertens over Ronaldo would have been fine. Yeah, I guess just missing two hat tricks was was the primary problem. Certainly, in G- well, two relatively people... foreseeable right. goal well, scorers that goal scorer, turned them into right. hat tricks. Yes, that certainly uh, made it. I'm not really happen. kicking myself today. I, I fine. I mean, yeah. it happens. Like we said, we're on to Wednesday. I'm gonna lose like that all the time. Um, uh, so yeah, I mean, I, I'll, uh, you know, it's one of those things where if you're if you're entering, um, you know, a number of of 
different teams, you could definitely fade Messi and, and take your chances. I don't know if taking Suarez is necessarily the move, um, like I said, but, you know, stranger things have happened. <laughs> uh, and would you play Dale Lefea? No, I was just about to ask you the same thing. That 70, what was it, 72? 70, yeah. That's if, – if my plan stays to probably play Messi and Dybala – I don't think you can spend 72 on De La Feu. Yeah, I just, no. Like, it's just... He doesn't shoot enough, and I, I'd i be surprised if, if they, you know, put up the type of three to four goal game where he got involved right. and, um, and paid that off. Is I mean, is there no chance uh, Dennis Suarez starts? I wouldn't say there's not no chance. I mean, yeah. I mean, we're talking about Gerard De La Feu here. We're not talking about Neymar. So yeah. certainly possible, but um, he started last weekend, right, Suarez? Uh, so Suarez started on um, uh, two weeks ago, two weekends ago. We started like he started the midweek game. Oh, and that's then right, midweek. He, and then he scored again. Came off, he came off the yeah, scored again, then he came off the bench. Uh, I think what Saturday or Sunday yeah. or whatever. Um, hmm. Who did De La Feu start in front of him? Um, he didn't see that game. Was it Girona? He did. Ibar. Oh no, I'm sorry. He no De La Feu didn't play at all last weekend. Um, so they didn't. They had uh, they had Vidal in playing midfield. They had Paulinho. Oh, Paulinho. Um, so so De La Feu and. Dennis Suarez both sat last match. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've seen that De La Feu is expected to start, but yeah. it, if it's not, if it is Dennis Suarez, I mean, he took corners and he's, you know, just a little over half the price of, of De La Feu. Right. So um, that becomes somebody you might uh, you might move mountains for. Uh, De La Feu is a type of guy that if he's the last option you have you're gonna move other mountains to get him out of your team <laughs> do you ever consider uh Rakitic if he starts i don't i just don't i yeah he's you'd have to absolutely know he was on corners and as long as Messi's there he's probably not yeah i mean they don't they, they don't seem to really care if Messi takes corners or not That's we true. we care we care if Messi takes corners most of these teams don't really care who's taking their corners in a lot of scenarios um but he's just, I don't know, he doesn't really do a whole lot. And he's no. a good player. Um, he's just they not, have a whole midfield of guys like that. He's just never he been that great a fantasy player. Right. Like, I'd rather I'd rather take him um, internationally than mm-hmm. than here. But, um, yeah, I don't, I, don't need, I don't need him in this spot. Not at that price either. Uh, do you think that sporting are good enough to make Marcos Acuna at 5,900 worthwhile? Um. Yes. Okay. I think I I think I would take a long look at Acuna. Yeah. Um. He's been very good. He has been. Um. He's not. Uh. You know. He's not out of his depth. He's he's actually broken through now for uh, Argentina. So this could be a fun game for him playing against Messi. Mm-hmm. Um. And he kind of chips in everywhere. 
and they're at home and they're going to, I think they're going to, they're going to try to take it to Barcelona a little bit at least, or or at least, I mean, they're not going to feel like they, they can't get a result of some sort. Right. Um, and you're getting a discount from where he's been for sure. It's still Barcelona. Like I don't, I wouldn't be that excited about it. I don't necessarily think he's going to, uh, you know, reel off 30 fantasy points like he has previously. Mm -hmm. Um, but I want to say how Barcelona has been really good defensively at least in league play, but as long as Barcelona is not playing basically Madrid, either Madrid club, Sevilla, and that might be it. Like it's all the same to me. Like they should shut all those teams out. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's the, that's the, the difficult part of really looking at the um, domestic stats for a lot of these teams is, is they look like they're just totally dominant. I mean, Dortmund, had Dortmund yeah. <laughs> Had conceded once uh, in Bundesliga prior to uh, Champions League. They they gave up three to Spurs and three to Real. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I think that I, I think he can score some points, and I think that they can probably get a goal. I, I mean, Barcelona has never really been that that lockdown team. They'd rather outscore you than um, necessarily do what they had to do to uh, to shut you out, right? Right. Yeah, for sure. They've always had the players to do it. I mean, they still do, but. Not quite as many as they used to, as we continue to talk about Gerard de la Feu. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, they didn't. They didn't want de la Feu at all. Right. They yeah, kept they basically him out, and then they're like, "Wait a minute, we don't have any bodies. We need right. a warm body." That's exactly what it was. Like, I think any opportunity that they had to sell him, I'm sure they would have taken it. But all of a sudden, they have this gaping Neymar hole, and now, hey, we always liked you. And this guy couldn't even play at Everton. Anyway. Yeah, I mean that wasn't necessarily his fault. He's he was he was a lot better at Milan. Yes, he was. Um. Anyhow, I I would I would be willing to play Acuna. I I I don't necessarily like he's the problem with him is he's he has a cash style game, but you probably don't really want to play him in cash. And then, uh, you know, then in the GVP, is he really going to have a huge game against Barcelona? Like they do limit. They're going to limit possession. They're going to limit, you know, very good scoring chances. I mean, he could, he could definitely do well, but um, he's kind of in no man's land for me. Why do you think he's not good enough for cash? Because I, I think in this match, I don't think his floor is is necessarily going to get him more than ten points. More than ten, yeah. Okay. You know, he he could easily have two shots, five crosses and a tackle and have played pretty well and uh, not really done anything for us. Right. Right. Okay. I'm buying. Uh, Next up, Chelsea at Atletico Madrid, the Diego Costa Bowl, (laughs) Fernando Torres revenge game. Uh, I'm guessing this is going to be absolutely horrific to watch uh, because whenever Atletico want to shut a team down, it seems like they can, particularly at home. They are playing in the new stadium now. Uh, is there any reason that you see to think that this match could be exciting enough where we'd want a lot of exposure to it? Um, no. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Definitely, I mean, definitely not a lot of exposure. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I think it's, I think you're, 
you're probably you're probably pushing it to have any exposure. Yep. Um, because that they're they're just not giving you a tremendous discount to entice you to take it. You know what what they did, which we, which we talked about, you know, today a bit with uh, Yarmolenko and and uh, Obamiang was they actually made it like okay, that's actually beneficial for me to to take a long look. And obviously, um, Obamiang came good on that. Um, but at eighty two hundred. Griezmann has to score. Yep. Um, you know, I Koke. I think even even when even when crosses were king, Koke would still let you down. Yep. Sixty percent of the time. <laughs> um, Fabregas Felipe Luiz used to be uh, used to be. A, I feel like a lot better option, and his price keeps going up to the point where it doesn't really make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, would it be that shocking if Chelsea kind of Took it to him. Well, I was going to say I think Fabregas at six thousand is the one that is priced down enough where you have to really think about it because it seems like this is the kind of team that they would really use him to try to find any sort of hole. Yeah, and um, Atletico is you know they're sort of they play like Leicester in the sense that you know even when Leicester had that mir- miracle run. They conceded almost the most crosses in the league, if not the most in the league. Yep. Atletico is right up there every year conceding crosses because they know that they can handle them. Right. Um, so, and I and I, I haven't segmented out. I'm sure you can do that on RotoWire, but um, to see, you know, are they okay? So they've given up 30 corners this year and 123 crosses. So oh. all that 93 crosses. I mean, that's third in. La Liga, and there are a lot of bad teams that that should be conceding a lot of crosses that are beneath them. So it's not crazy to to look at you know maybe Zapacosta, except that his price is still a little high, and he mm-hmm. had that big game in his first his debut, which I think kind of killed any chance of like if he was forty four hundred, if he was forty four hundred, you'd look at him. I think mm-hmm. at fifty two hundred, I'm probably it just doesn't really. Yeah. Doesn't really make much sense. Um, is Alonzo a midfielder? Alonzo's a midfielder, yeah. I believe. Yeah, fifty-two hundred as well. I mean, you know, like I don't know. I'm not playing any Chelsea really. <laughs> I still think Fabregas is probably the only one I'd consider. And... Yeah, it's a, you know, it's a seven-game slate. Like right. we're really gonna go and and take a team. That's playing at Atletico. But their new stadium too, right? Yes. So the first or second game there. I guess I don't know if that's really affected them much. You know, if if their dimensions changed and they can't, you know, kind of contain you as well, that that would be something to consider. But I'm not gonna. I'll I'll let that happen tomorrow and then adjust my expectations the right. next time. I. I I'm not that attracted to any of these players. Fabregas, maybe, but I mean, are, are, would you rather take Fabregas at six thousand or, or Pjanic at seven thousand? Just find that money somewhere. Um, I think finding the money might be tough. Would Fair. you rather? Would you rather Fabregas at six thousand or Acuna at fifty nine? That's close. I mean, Fabregas is is probably going to be the only set piece taker in the lineup. 
that's tough. That's yeah. a, that's a that's a much tougher <laughs> call. I'd I'd probably take Pizzi. Oh, you love him though. Well, I think I think of those three okay, teams, they'll that. score more. Oh, I skipped that game on our list here. Yeah, okay. Well, let's go right there. <laughs> um, you think that's going to be the higher scoring game than Chelsea Atletico? Which I think is reasonable. Uh, I mean, I think Benfica will score more than Chelsea and Sporting. Okay. Um, Basel Basel has some some value for sure, um, and as does Benfica. I, I mean, I'm looking at far too many players in this game, but you kind of have to, given their their prices and and uh, some of the guys you're going to want to pay up for. Mm-hmm. You've got Zivkovic um, now at 5100. Yeah, I was on him last time, and he you know he came good. I, I think that um, if I remember correctly, we we wanted that forward spot slightly more last time. Yes. Um. And uh, well, I guess Pizzi's el- eligible at forward too. Uh, what was their price gap last match? Do you remember? Uh, Zivkovic was at 49. Okay. And Pitsy was, let's see, 62. Okay. So so that's that's now gone. So it's gone from 1,300 to nine. 900 difference. Right. Um, I think that gets to closer. Because I think last time, I mean, you know, I took Zivkovic and, and I, I needed that money for mm-hmm. sure. Um, I think that... In a vacuum, he and and Pitsy were pretty close, um, but uh, I wasn't. I, I didn't think like he was going to take all the set pieces or anything like that. He's he he you know playing wide. He's going to cross more than than Pitsy does uh, through the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think people are going to go to Zivkovic tomorrow, and therefore, and and whoever did take. Uh, PT thinking that he was going to take all the set pieces got kind of burned and now may flock to Zivkovic and it might be one of those things where you can get PT way uh, way less popular mm-hmm. um, in uh, in GPP than than kind of the difference in their actual uh, ex- expected put out. Do you think he outscores Zivkovic just point, raw point wise? I think it's close. I mean, yeah. I, I think Zivkovic doesn't take a lot of shots. Pitsy doesn't really Pizzi either. Pitsy doesn't either, yeah. Um, you know, if you if you this is this is the problem with with you guys not having Champions League stats, but more importantly, um, having to go through you know every single game log from uh, Primera Liga and and kind of I mean I I should put this in a spreadsheet, but I'm lazy. Um, <laughs> Zivkovic definitely looks like he's a little bit more prolific, mm-hmm. uh, but PT has some good games too, and so does I mean so does uh, so does Servi. Yep. And nobody's gonna nobody's gonna remember to take Servi. Um, then Jonas is is very inexpensive, and then their fullbacks are are pretty attractive. I mean Almeida was in a worse spot last time. Um, I mean he was home, but. Uh, his price went down even though he was highly owned, which is very rarely the case. Mm. Um, and then Grimaldo takes a fair amount of directs, I believe, right? Uh, f- he, I don't know how, how many it ends up actually being, but... Well, he took five shots last yeah, game. Yeah, I was going to say... He, he's got a, I mean, he's got a good leg on him. I think he takes him from the left side. I, Luis is going to be mad at me that I don't know this stuff, but... <laughs> um, 
don't know. He's not. He's not a bad player. And those are. I mean, Grimaldo's a young, a young guy. That's you know he's probably going to be on to uh, greener pastures for himself. Um, and I like taking those kind of guys in in Champions League where they're, you know, not that not that guys aren't trying their best at all times, but he knows he's he's really on a stage here. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas you know back in his domestic league, I'm sure they have some scouts, but. Um, what is Jonas? Sixty nine hundred, right? Mm-hmm. I get or sixty seven. I give Jonas a long, hard look every single time he's on a slate, and I never play him. Yeah, I just always yeah. end up think like finding something else, and I'm like, oh, I don't sixty sixty seven. Uh, yeah, I mean, and and nobody else takes him either, so you never really, even when he has good games, right. you probably don't feel like you really got that burned. It's kind of kind of random. Um, he's fine. I mean, 6,700. Why not? Um, I could, I could live with that. I guess. <laughs> I uh, mean, like for 300 bucks more, you got Martial. I think I'd rather have him. I'd rather have Jonas. Okay. Maybe. It, it depends. I mean, it depends on what format we're talking about as well. Um, but I, I like Benfica's chances after losing um to cheska to to be a lot more aggressive at basel than i do of united's and jonas is i mean i guess along with Seferovic is going to be yeah. the, the most likely to score if they you know, and he takes penalties um yeah i think i mean i think jonas is, is definitely a decent gpp option okay i, I guess you know the size of the GPP matters too, right? I'm not talking about an 11 man right. contest, but you know, the larger ones, the larger ones, yeah. Um, where it makes sense to go that deep. I could definitely take Jonas. Okay. That's reasonable. Uh, what do you think about Basel? Um, I think they're, um, good for me to look at Benfica guys. I just, I mean, you're not going to play like Ricky Van Wolfswinkle or I don't know how much action you're getting from Zufi and I don't know. The Jaka brother never got me going either. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think Zufi's Zufi's decent at 4,500. Um, I think he split. I mean, they had like two corners last game. I think mm-hmm. he split with Stefan. Yeah. Um, this kid, Riveros, if they play uh, with wingbacks, he's like this 19-year-old Paraguayan kid. Mm-hmm. Um, he could be decent. He's cheap. Yeah, he is. Um, and I was looking at Oberlin. Hmm. So... He he's he scored a couple times. He's been coming off the bench. He's on loan from uh, Red Bull Salzburg, which is should be like an alarm bell for you that he's probably pretty talented mm-hmm. because that whole Red Bull system is, has been very good at identifying young cheap young players. Cheap. Yeah. Um. And they paid like two million for him, and he's forty three hundred. If he starts. It's not crazy. Yeah, I don't know if I don't know if he crosses enough. I mean, I think he's, I mean, he's probably playing behind Wolfswinkel or or maybe kind of off of him a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, 
mean, Wolf, I mean, Wolfsonkel has like what seven goals domestically. I mean, I understand it's a Swiss league, but Benfica's in the Portuguese league. It's not like would be that crazy for Wolfsonkel to score. Um, I think it would be closer to crazy than not crazy. For I mean, him like to it, score? I'm just saying, so, like, we... so that's implying that <clears throat> that that his odds are what? Because they're not bad. Uh, they're not. Uh, but he's in a range where you're not going to look at, like, I don't think you're looking at that range for goal scorers, if that makes sense. Like, yeah, he has better goal scoring odds than like Aaron Robin, but I don't think you're taking him anyway. Yeah. So, like, you're going to take him over De La Feu? <laughs> for 5,000? Sure. Probably. Poor example, since nobody's. Oh, so I, I I don't know this, um, because I just there's there's I have two kids and there's just a limit to how much I can actually look into these terrible teams. Um, I assume he's got to take penalties, right? If he's their leading goal scorer by that kind of margin, I mean, stranger things have happened. Like he's, I think I saw him. He's seven to five to score. He's scored seven goals domestically. And if you're looking for uh, a pivot in a GPP and you think everybody's going to be on Zivkovic, then taking Wolfsonkel is not crazy. He scores. Like, Zivkovic getting to 12 is is no lock. That's fair. I don't know. You're getting, I mean, we're getting a little deep there, but they're at home. I mean, it's, <laughs> this, is a, this is, like, kind of their best shot. Um, and I guess they'll get Cheska too, right? Yes. So if they'll get Cheska at home, is is will be their most favorable game to them. Um, this is definitely their second. United's not going to do them any favors, and they're not going to go away to any of these teams and and be in good spots. So like, I don't know. Hmm. He scored in the first seven matches of the season, eight goals in seven games. That's pretty good. And then Basel got shut out by United. Uh, and he hasn't done anything since. At so least they kill, he they killed scored. his confidence. Maybe, yeah. Mourinho just ended. Is this done? You're you're de- declaring Wolfswinkel is finished. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I understand I'm, the point. I, I understand I'm, the point. I, you know, um, I'm, I'm going deep here. Like yeah. it, these are guys that are going to be one to two percent owned, and and it's not impossible for him to score a goal or two. Yes. So, you know, if if I mean, today the goals were more predictable, right? That, that's definitely not always the case in Champions League. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, I'd say there. And a if lot... this game was two-one Basel, you wouldn't really blink. True. True. He's Benfica's, Benfica's was very good last year, and mm-hmm. they're a similar team this year. But you know, they already lost. It's not. I, I like them to rebound and play well, and that's why we spent more time on the Benfica guys. But uh, you know, you're gonna you're gonna be scraping the bottom of the barrel in a lot of spots, and and if if you can get a guy that like Wolfsingel who can score rather than taking, um, you know, putting aside Zivkovic at five thousand, you know, some of the other guys you might be looking at five thousand could be like Marcos Alonso. I think Wolfsingel is more likely to score than him. I agree. All right, let's move on. Man, you're really walking me into this one. Uh, very persuasive. <laughs> I'm going to save the PSG. I, I tricked myself as well sometimes. Mm. 
I'm going to save the PSG game for the last one, which okay. gets us to uh, Anderlecht and, and Celtic. Um, I not sure I really want to ever like I, I don't think there is a name on this team that on either team that really makes me get excited I mean I, Lee Griffiths comes up when Celtic is on because he takes a lot of their set pieces and mm-hmm. um, you know would you you could have him or you could have Ricky Van Wolfswinkel and I don't know how I would take Griffiths over him but um <laughs> just you just click on his name. Just click on his name, is that it? Yeah. Um but I mean it's not I, it's, But I think people will be on Griffiths too if he starts because he uh He's a known. Like we he know. can score yeah. and he takes corners. Um I mean they, they, they used to have a lot of guys that took corners, even even as recently as, as Champions League qualifying mm-hmm. and from what I've seen recently, he's he's basically taken all of them over, and then he scored, um, he scored two free kicks for what for I think he's is he Scottish? Uh, he is. Um, I believe so. Yes, I believe so. Yeah, he had he had those two free kicks that he scored. Did he score two? I don't know. Yeah, I'm I'm not making this up. Um. Back in like June, hmm. um, I mean he's very he good. Had, he he's had a goal and assist for them. Yeah, you know, he's the guy you go ago. to when you look at Celtic. So, I mean, certainly you look at his game log. You're not getting that for 5800. He's had two 32 point games. But I mean, granted they were both for Scotland. Um, and it, this is you know similar scenario to what I mentioned with Basel. You know, Celtic will get Anderlecht at home, but as as far as their away matches go, like this is their opportunity to to try to squeeze out a point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because PSG and Bayern are not. <laughs> Probably not. Uh, but how how deep can you even go with this team? Well, I I was completely burned by Sinclair, and whatever slate that was, I think that was. Champions League qualifiers where he scored twice. Um, so clearly people are familiar with him and, and like him. I don't know if they'll look to him in this spot because they're going to be underdogs. Um, uh, and Dembele could start over Griffiths too. Yep. It's crazy um, he's that, still if there. That happens, if that happens, first of all, I don't know who would be in line to take corners for Celtic. I don't know if I care, and I probably just don't take anybody from right. there. Um, Anderlecht has much more interesting players to me. Okay. I mean, not many of them, but um, <laughs> I was wondering how many, how many you were going to go. Well, uh, well, Stanchu is interesting. Yep. Um, Teodorczyk is not a terrible option. Um, at least from you know a, a chasing goals and and GPP type stance because mm-hmm. i think Anderlecht should be able to kind of boss this game a little bit um uh trebel was uh he moved over to, to replace telemans mm-hmm. and for standard liga he took corners and 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 actually was like a i mean he still played defensive mid but he was actually like pretty productive and he's very cheap mm-hmm. um 
but I think Stanchu probably takes all, if not most corners, so that takes a little shine off of him. Um, He's not cheap either, Stanchu. No, no, no. That's what I mean. I, I, I'm saying, but I'm saying in, in regards to, to trouble. Yep. Stanchu's not cheap at all. Yeah. Um, but when they score, he tends to be involved, and and people that have played him in the past will will look at him for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, he's about as high as he's he's ever been, and that is definitely not attractive because. You know, he could have three or four crosses right. and four shots, and and you're watching Pjanic have three assists or something. <laughs> um, Didn't want to go back to the day of Fe, day of uh, Yeah, he's, that he's not a bad, he's not a very good example. Um, Onya Keru has been very good. You you're familiar with him as an Arsenal fan, right? Uh, not much actually. Well, well, we we signed him until we actually didn't sign him, and I believe it was just his agent floating the rumor. Oh, but. But I, I watched a solid 10 minutes of highlights. He looks pretty good. <laughs> I was talking myself into that one. Um, but he scored, He scored. I think he might even be their leading scorer. He scored a few. He, he's probably not starting, um, so that'll make it easy. And even if he did start, I don't know how long he would play. But uh, I, I think he's a, he's a tricky little winger. Um, and then their fullbacks, I think, will be, I don't know. I mean, Oberdovich is more expensive than I'd like him to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's decent. It's quite the ringing endorsement. Well, I mean, I would probably rather have Grimaldo than him. Right. But but at forty five hundred, like they're they're there's kind of a dearth of of defenders. Yeah, it's a lot of guys uh, that, or at least at least, I mean, you, you can pay up for a name that you're more comfortable with, but I don't know if the performance is going to be a lot more comforting. Right. Um, which, which is a nice segue if you want to move on. Uh, Byron at PSG. Um, a lot of games. Alves and Kimmich are both five grand. Yeah. Uh, a lot of guys in this slate, in this game that we always really like to play. And uh, I think, Unlike the Chelsea Atletico game, I think this one could have a few goals in it. Uh, but you're obviously paying for those goals, and there's really no guarantee where they come from. Like, I'm not sure there's a significant difference in terms of who I think will score between Cavani and Lewandowski and Neymar. Uh, although I guess... I'm probably more comfortable with Lewandowski than anyone else. Like I could see Cavani being the one who scores for PSG and Neymar doesn't score, but mm. I'm just not sure I see Bayern scoring and it not being Lewandowski. Yeah. I mean, he'll definitely be on pens. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, they're the guys that he's going to have behind him are sort of, I mean, designed to, to feed him. I mean, right. you've got, you've got Kimmich, Ribery and and Hamez all likely to just be kind of like lofting crosses in or or trying to play one twos with him. Um, Muller's been playing recently. Yeah, I don't I don't know if he'll start. He could I mean he could definitely be a problem for uh, if you took one of those guys and and he came on for them. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, it's not a good spot. PSG's obviously their their attack is so much better now that that they're they're it's sort of the Barcelona situation, and mm-hmm. you know Bayern is much different. But um, no Neuer not, certainly moves them down a notch. If there's a goalkeeper that matters, yeah, he's it. Uh, I'm I'm sure Ulrich's fine. I don't really know much about him. Um, he's been struggling recently. So, so the whole Cavani Neymar thing, besides it being, um, you know, gossip, uh, Cavani missed that penalty, right? Did he? Maybe not. Did he? I thought he did. Um, I feel like now, now I need to look at, now, see, that's what, that's the problem of, of living your life on Twitter is you kind of know stories. Um, yeah, you did not score in that game. Is that the Montpelier game? Whatever the yeah the last the last match that that he and Neymar were arguing over who was going to take the penalty right yes or was that, I don't think was that, that was, last match no I think it was two uh, matches ago. Leon yeah okay and uh, it was great great for and he mi- and he missed oh the, he did that miss was it saved. You're right it was saved so I mean that coupled with I don't know I I don't want to read too much into this stuff but but isn't Neymar going to be next up here you would think so. I mean, nobody else is next up. Right. So, uh, uh, I would be shocked if they gave Cavani another chance after the shenanigans and then missing. Right. But, I mean, not that you can, like, count on no, I know. Bayern it's a, it's not a, it's a... fouling them in the box, but I feel like well, Bayern's <laughs> a little better than... Well, you've got Vidal, so that's true. Any, anything can happen. That's true. Um, I, yeah, I mean, I'm, it's not. It's more just a, a thought experiment mm-hmm. than, than me like pushing up Neymar's uh, likelihood of, of scoring due to a penalty. But it's it's not meaningless you have to if he yeah. did take them. Um, he with I mean with Di Maria out and with Mbappe kind of resting that spot away from Lucas Mora, at least, you know, till a sub comes on. I mean, Neymar has uh, a set-piece monopoly uh, outside of maybe penalties. Um, well, Draxler could take a few corners. I, I, I guess he doesn't. I don't do have him Neymar's start. There. You, yeah. have him, you think he's going to start? I. Who knows? True. But you got to consider he might. It's not like he never plays. Yeah, I I'm, I don't have him starting, and I can't worry too much about the subs coming on and maybe taking a corner away from Neymar. But I, I think you know, I think so. I think Neymar is going to go pretty underowned, um, because it's it's hard to justify taking him over Messi or DiBala. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that because of that he becomes pretty interesting in, in GPPs and uh, wouldn't be the craziest guy in the world to play in, in cash. I don't see how you'd necessarily play him over Dybala or Messi, but if you start making your team and, and realize that it gets a little bit ugly and, and can talk yourself into it, by all means. Um, I, I can see a slight window to have him be more cash viable than Dybala. It just seems like 
Neymar could have the the 12 cross eight shot game mm-hmm. and I'm not sure Dybala is ever crossing enough <clears throat> to make up and, that gap Olympiakos loves to park the bus seeing as, as mm-hmm. they're Greek and that kind of lends itself to Pjanic controlling the ball and trying to make decisions you know behind the box more than Dybala I mean mm-hmm. it, it's and I also think that that PSG Bayern like is the type of game. It's sort of like Real Dortmund. There's not really much pressure on them uh, to win the match. Mm-hmm. It's more of like this is the high profile type game that that everybody wants to see in Champions League. Let's just go score some goals. Right. Sort of like Dortmund Real today, where well now Dortmund's that's a, that actually is a bad comparison because now Dortmund is is in a whole lot of trouble whole too. Lot of trouble, not, yeah. To not qualify uh, behind the Spurs, but um, PSG and, and Bayern, I don't believe, will have that problem. Um, so they can kind of enjoy themselves here. Um, and you know, Neymar, Neymar made this move to to be the guy in, mm-hmm. in huge games. And uh, I don't know. I, I I think he's in a really good spot here. It's it is Bayern. I get that. Um, but uh, you know, for for how involved he'll be, um, and I mean, what, what, you know, what's going to happen? So, is Kimmich going to have to stay at home? Uh, probably more than he's used to. You've got Kimmich and and Robin down the right for Bayern. That's not exactly a, a defensive stance. <laughs> nope. Um, I mean, regardless of who, you know, it's like with Neymar and Mbappe on the wings, like, uh, I mean, obviously Bayern can attack as well, but the the goal has to be to slow those guys down, right? Which doesn't, shouldn't allow at least Kimmich to move up. Yeah, Kimmich, Kimmich could be, and I mean, he's he's on corners for, for Bayern, at least, Sometimes. He's been taking more than half, I think, on yeah. average. Um, I think Ribery's awesome. been getting a few more recently, but that could yeah, just be where they were game. in the game. Yeah, and it depends on it depends on where the ball goes out. That's too, what I mean. Now. Yeah, gotcha. Um, Kimmich at five thousand. The teams I've been making, I end up with with that spot uh, in a lot of places, and. Um, Meaning a defender spot or a utility? Either. Either. I mean, yeah. either. It kind of depends on on how you you go about it. But um, five thousand has definitely been a, a relevant number that I've been looking at, and I I, I don't think I really want to play Kimmich necessarily. Uh, Daniel Vez. Yeah, I was just about to say. Um, I think he might be he might be in a better spot just because I think they're going to be on the front foot a bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, so if that's the coin flip, I, I you know, you're, you're taking Kimmich set pieces and maybe being pinned back and fouling Neymar. Um, <laughs> and do those cancel out to slot him behind Alves or not? I don't know. I think having only a share of corners is... A little troublesome and I guess if they're like if he's back defending 
that likely means they're not attacking on his side. Yeah. And so I'm not sure I see the corners happening on that side. I'm either overthinking that or I'm underthinking it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know if that's... Uh, I mean, they, they... They might want to go right at Neymar. I mean, Neymar probably yep. doesn't track back, though, though Rabio will probably... Mm-hmm. Stick around. I, I don't know. I think that you're, you know, we get to the point where we're splitting hairs a bit. I mean, Alves versus Kimmich. If you're forced to make the decision, um, I think it really might be a coin flip. I don't, I don't know that I feel that confident in declaring either of them a better option. That's fair. Uh, we mentioned. Is that helpful? Uh, slightly. <laughs> we mentioned former PSG midfielder Matuidi earlier. Uh, in his spot, we have, uh, you just mentioned Rabio, Marco Verratti's back at 3,700. Um, we have Quarantin Tolizo from Bayern back in France now at 43. Do any of those kind of central guys do anything for you in this kind of match? Uh, not really. Um, my problem with these guys is I, I I want them to have like seventy five percent of the ball to feel comfortable enough for them pressing up to maybe get an assist mm-hmm. um, or to take a shot. Uh, I mean, Vidal will shoot in any match anywhere, but he's not <laughs> as cheap as those guys are. Right. Um, yeah, I, I just I don't I don't see that being where I end up turning. Okay, that's reasonable though. How about Hamez? Hamez has <sighs> has been has been surprisingly has been more freed with uh, Bayern than he ever was with Real. Yeah, probably because he's playing. <laughs> well, well, he's playing, and and Ronaldo's not yelling at him constantly. And... Right. Um, he'll always be really, really tempting. Um, would you ha- would you take him or, or Robin? Um, I, it depends if, if Ribery doesn't play, isn't starting, then that gives me a little more corner possibilities for Hamas. But, um, I think I'd probably end up playing Robin. Who has no corner possibilities. Right. Yeah. But I just think if neither of them have corner possibilities, then he'll uh, shoot, he'll shoot try to draw some ridiculous foul and then get a yellow card for simulation. Um, yeah, I, I think, I mean, chasing corners for a Bayern team that is PSG. basically expected to score about half the goals that they are accustomed to. Yeah. And you've got three different guys likely to take corners if James, Ribery, and Kimmich all play. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you're right. I think Lewandowski in GPP is probably the most uh, interesting, especially at 8,400. Yep. I mean, it's literally $3,000 cheaper than Messi. Yeah. Iguain's probably a better comparison. That's true. Um, Would you write Lewandowski or Cavani? uh, How how much do his teammates hate him right now? Are they going to pass him? (laughs) 
Danny Alves probably won't be after stealing yeah. the ball from him, but um, I don't know. Cavani's been awesome. Uh, he has been, but his feelings are hurt now. It's all narrative, though. It, it is it you know, kind of I mean, right. It's like like narrative, but... like you you can choose which narrative you want to take. You can say that that you know his his honor has been questioned, and he's going to come out and play harder and show that he's part of the team, and he's going to score goals, and they're all going to hug, or he's going to pout, but. I don't know. We're just making stuff up. Yes, we are. Um, we didn't mention a single goalkeeper. Uh, That's fine. Do you what want about to keep Yuri? It that way? Do you like Yuri? Uh, he's intriguing because he's only 4,000. Um, but I'm just not sure that's how PSG are going to attack through Yuri. Yeah. Like when Danny, if Danny Alves is flying forward, I'm guessing they'll try to not have both of them fly forward especially against a pretty decent counterattacking team. Yeah. But fourth as I mean, you're not getting, you're likely not getting the, the three point clean sheet bonus with him. And so like how many open play crosses are you really getting from him against Bayern? Yeah. Yeah. Do I mean, do you have any thoughts on, on goalkeeper? Um, whoever is left. Okay. I, I think that's true. I, I mean, I, I, I got burned I, today with Waterman home against Spurs. The guy that had been fitting into mine was, um, what's his name from Siska? Um, now I'm totally blanking on his name. But home against United, feel, who's traveling from? Uh, Akinfeev. Thank you. Thank you. Went totally blank there. Yeah, um, I mean, United. Well, Pogue, Pogue was out. Um, he's usually, you know, if you're looking for upside because he'll shoot from anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, United has definitely delivered some some huge numbers for goalkeepers. If yep. you remember, like Hole last year. Yep. Um, usually at Old Trafford, though. But that doesn't well, it can go I, mean I, I, anything. I, I think that one was at hole, but regardless, you know, I don't know that they're going to be like, I don't know that, that Mourinho is going to be pressing for, um, a lot of goals here. Uh-huh. So I don't know. I kind of, I think I, I, I think they could, they could win one nil and De Gea would be a better keeper than, than Akinfeev. Um, he's obviously far more expensive mm-hmm. too, but, um, I don't know. I, I, I think I I think Rui Patricio is mm-hmm. probably uh, closer to something I would do. Um, you know, if you if you think Olympiacos can stick eleven guys in the box and just just get get in front of the ball, then then Proto could have some saves. Mm-hmm. He's you know he's literally bottom of the barrel. Um, do you think Atletico shoots enough for Courtois to pay off forty five hundred? At home, maybe. And Chelsea could definitely. Well, I, I mean, I, I don't know how. I, I don't know how Atletico is necessarily going to approach this match. Um, it's going to be. It's going to be very interesting. Mm-hmm. I think it's. It's more of like a uh, you know a pitcher's duel in baseball than than uh, an exciting open game. Um, but. Uh, 
you know, if if Azar Morata and, and Pedro wanted to counterattack and Atletico actually push forward, they could definitely score and then then bunker down. Um, I don't mind. I don't mind Courtois there. They're goalies. We don't mind pretty much anything. Yeah, right. I, I think the way that all my teams are shaping out, I'm not spending any money here. Mm-hmm. And, and because of that, and because that is the the normal construction, then oftentimes, you know, you see guys at the top of GPP. Some of the the, I mean, a lot of them. These are multi-entry guys that I'm referring to, but like Redcoat and Saramek and those type of guys will have uh, De Gea keepers they paid for. Yeah. Um, Rico today, I think. Mm-hmm. I think Redcoat had. Um, you know they take a they take a Manzukic instead of instead of uh, Iguain and and then invest in their keeper and and then Manzukic scores right. <laughs> um, I mean Buffon's probably not going to have any work. Right. Uh, Ter Stegen could be interesting because Sporting will try to score and they may not. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I can make more stuff up if you want. No, that's good. Okay. <laughs> um, we uh, are both available usually in the uh, Rotowire Slack chat if anybody has any questions to follow up on this Champions League slate for Wednesday. Uh, for those who are interested in joining, it's for Rotowire subscribers uh, only, and you can just contact me at Rotowire Andrew or Andrew at Rotowire.com, and we can get you hooked up so tom thanks for your uh, inaugural uh visit to the podcast we'll we're hoping to do this every tuesday night ahead of wednesday champions league and we'll, we'll see how we'll, we'll see, see how, how i do tomorrow <laughs> well so thank I'm, you i'm and likely gonna blame you that's if fine I'm, that's if i'm tilting no problem um bring it on i think it'll be fine but uh good luck tomorrow at you as well thank you sir thanks for having me Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.